This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The U.S. auto industry is rebounding from inventory shortages from a few years ago. According to Cox Automotive, inventory levels are now at 2.7 million vehicles, a three-year high. That represents a 71-day supply. A number of automakers have complained about softening demand for EVs, and the inventory numbers bear that out. EV inventories ended 2023 at 113 days supply, compared to 69 days for ICE vehicles. Diesel engine maker Cummins just set a record, and not in a good way. It was hit with the biggest fine for a Clean Air Act violation of any company ever. After court approval, Cummins will have to pay about $2 billion for installing defeat devices in diesel engine software that went into hundreds of thousands of Ram trucks. 630,000 2013 to 2019 Ram 2500 and 3500 trucks had the defeat devices, and another 330,000 2019 to 2023 pickups had undisclosed auxiliary emission control devices. A recall has already been issued for those nearly million trucks. Cummins expects to take the roughly $2 billion charge in the fourth quarter of this year. Speaking of paying up for government violations, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission wants Lordstown Motors, which filed for bankruptcy in June of last year, to pay $45 million. The SEC says this would be for, quote, monetary remedies for violations of federal securities laws that stems from evidence that Lordstown lied to investors. It would be the biggest payout from an EV startup since Nicholas settled with the SEC for $125 million for its own violations. However, Lordstown is seeking protection from having to pay the SEC and says anything it does pay to the commission will reduce any money shareholders could get back if they get anything at all. The UAW announced it's making progress in its efforts to organize Mercedes plant in Alabama. The union says 1,500 workers, or 30% of the workforce, have signed up to join the union. UAW President Sean Fain has said he will personally hold a rally if any non-union plant reaches 50% enrollment, and at 70%, the UAW will demand that the company recognize the union or it will hold a union vote with workers. This is the second non-union plan to reach the 30% threshold, with VW workers in Tennessee doing so last month. The UAW has failed to organize foreign automaker plants and EV startups for more than the past 40 years, so it would be a huge victory for the union to organize any of them. And speaking of milestones, BMW's main plant in Munich, Germany, will stop producing ICE-powered vehicles by the end of 2027. The automaker announced it's investing 650 million euros to retool the plant to only build electrics. BMW has been building ICE vehicles at that plant since 1922, and it will be the first factory to transition to EV only. The site will start making its new class sedan in 2026, and a year later, it will only build EVs. Last year, EVs accounted for 15% of BMW sales, and the automaker expects EVs to jump to a third of its sales by 2026.
With Tejin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tejin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. The U.S. is set to achieve President Joe Biden's goal of establishing a network of 500,000 public EV chargers by 2030, possibly even surpassing it, according to a White House official. The U.S. currently has about 170,000 chargers, and the administration is set to award another $623 million in grants for EV chargers across the country, which is part of the 2021 Infrastructure Bill's $2.5 billion discretionary grant program. It will fund the construction of nearly 7,500 EV chargers in 22 states. However, there's still concern about the pace of public charger installation compared to EV demand. A federal study suggested the need for 28 million charging ports by 2030, requiring an investment of 53 to $127 billion. To meet that goal, 414 chargers would have to be installed daily over the next seven years. Remember this radical new active suspension system from ClearMotion that we showed the other day? It's scheduled to debut on NEO's new ET9 electric car at the end of the year. And while it looks like it's the first to market with a new active suspension, it's not the only one with a system like this. The supplier Morelli has developed its own active electromechanical suspension system, which is a little bit different from ClearMotion. ClearMotion's system sits in the place of a normal shock absorber or strut and uses a hydraulic pump attached to the bottom of a dampening rod to control the suspension. Morelli instead uses an electric motor with an arm or rod attached to it to control the suspension. In the front, the motor attaches to the upper control arm, and in the rear, it connects to the lower control arm. The result should be similar to what we see with the clear motion system, where the vehicle stays relatively stable over rough road and flat in corners. Morelli also says it could harvest and recover energy generated by the movement of the motor, which could be used for other systems or stored in a vehicle's battery, although it doesn't say how much energy it could recover. The all-new Porsche Macan is on track to launch in the next several months, and it's going through some of its final testing right now. Porsche says all electric versions of the crossover will have at least over 500 kilometers or 310 miles of range, partly thanks to a drag coefficient of down to 0.25, which is close to the Tesla Model Y at 0.23. The up to 450 kilowatt motors for the battery electric version will be made by Audi in Hungary. The new Macan is built on the PPE platform, which will be used by Audi as well, first on the new Q6 e-tron. It's an 800-volt architecture that features a battery pack with 95 kilowatt hours of usable space in the Macan that can charge from 10 to 80% in 22 minutes. Those electric motors, which are mounted on the front and rear axle of the Macan, produce over a thousand newton meters or over 735 pound-feet of torque. Yesterday we talked about Kia's new PBVs or Platform Beyond vehicles and it's already got a deal to provide them to another company. Kia signed a memorandum of understanding with Uber to develop and offer PBVs specifically for Uber's drivers and fleets. No word yet when we'll see these Uber-specific vehicles 
but Kia said it would launch its midsize PBV, the PV5, sometime next year. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Don't forget there won't be an Autoline After Hours today because John is still out at CES in Las Vegas bringing you videos and interviews of the latest technology that the auto industry has to offer. So continue to keep an eye out for those. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Tajan Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. At CES January 9th through 12th, 2024, Intrepid's looking forward to seeing you at our booth 3666 Las Vegas Convention Center in the West Hall. We'll be demonstrating the latest and greatest in the software-defined vehicles and Zornal architectures, automotive Ethernet technologies like 10-base T1S and multi-gigabit. See you at CES 2024 Las Vegas Convention Center in West Hall booth 3666 or visit intrepidcs.com sales.